Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Live on SENSA, welcome to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life and My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome to Eagles Radio here at Studio Lumo, number one at King William Street. On your home of sport, SENSA, it's Eagles Radio time. All thanks to My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au. Paul Wanza with you. And again, Jimmy Tompas is with me. Tomp, welcome to Eagles Radio again. Good to be here again, Bonds. You're just comfortably moulding into the co-host of this show, aren't you? Thoroughly... I don't think Cowley's coming back. There's no <laughs> way he's coming back. I think I've really made this my own. <laughs> now, big show tonight. We've got a couple of blokes playing the 100th game this week. One is you. That is correct. Exciting? Very exciting, yeah. All right, we'll talk a bit about that later. And Joe Sinor is coming on and playing his 100th game as well. And I know you guys are very close and started your footy curious together. So we'll get into that uh, a little bit later on, and Joe will be joining us later in the show. And you can be part of the show as well. Just call 1-300-736-736, or you can text 0427-154-166 if you've got any questions for the Milestone men. <laughs> Jimmy Tompas and Joe Sinot, let us know. Get on the text, and uh, we have a $50 voucher from 722 for the best caller or text. Now, we're going to get straight into the hard questions here. Let's talk. get this over and done with. What happened? Seriously. <laughs> On the weekend, I couldn't be there. I was at another game, and we went down to Central's by 35 points. Central's led all day, and they must have played some pretty good footy. No, they did. Credit to them. They played some ripping footy, and they're, they're one of those teams, and I think I might have mentioned it last week, that if you don't put them away early, um, they're really difficult to get away, and they hang around, and they've got a lot of really tough contested players led by the Schiller boys and, and Presbury and Hoskins playing a different role down back, so we couldn't really get him under control either. Um, yeah, we were a little bit off. Uh, our skill level wasn't great. Um, and solely, I think, Central just worked harder than us, which is really, really bit of pill to swallow based off the, the style of footy we play, and we're a really blue-collar side, so it was difficult. Was it a bit like um, you get, you're at school... And you get the substitute teacher in and everyone just mucks around. Oh, gee, Sheeds <laughs> because <was on> Sheeds, <laughs> Sheeds is off with COVID and uh, he's still feeling a bit crook. So all the best, Sheeds, if uh, you're tuning in. And Troy Hall took over the job. It was, it was obviously different. So did it, was there a different feeling th- through the group? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, no, it's a, good, it's a valid question. I don't think so. Um, I think our philosophy and our game plan going in didn't change regardless of who's coaching us and it shouldn't change. I mean, we probably don't need a coach there, but I think we know what happens um, at any moment of the game. I think we're that well structured. I just think centrals are better than us on the day uh, and full credit to them. They worked harder. Um, it was a, a different build up to the game with Shea's not there and some boys may have felt unsettled. Uh, maybe probably need to dissect that a little bit further, but Dude, who, whose um, nickname is, is for Troy Hall, he, he's a ripper uh, and knows the game plan to a T as well. And um, 
yeah, it, it was a different build-up, not training at Woodville as well because of the deck, and we were out away all week, and we had the bye. So, I mean, these are a lot of excuses, but in reality, they're facts. Um, I don't think it's the reason why we lost the game. I think Central's better than us on the day. Dylan Clark uh, played a very good game on the weekend. Uh, kept those tackles going and 32 disposals. Was it his best game for the club? I think it was stats-wise, absolutely. Um, he was one of the first occasions where he hasn't actually had a run with role. Um, he's done a number and a lot of players. Uh, I recall Brett Turner earlier in the year um, did a really good job on him and, and a couple other senior uh, midfielders around the Sandfield. But I think from an impact point of view, um, he's probably had more impactful games probably from the role he's done. But from stats-wise, he was let go. And obviously, we could see what he did when he doesn't have a role on a, on a dominant midfielder. So 32 touched the number of tackles and he kicked a really important goal at one point early in the game as well. So he was really, really important for us on the weekend. Did the game feel like at any point that you guys would just kind of flick the switch and run over the top of centrals? Because as a probably Eagles fan, that's you look, we're looking at the scores and the, the fans are sitting in the stands and they're probably thinking, Okay, won't be long now. The guys will care. Won't be long. But obviously, Centrals didn't allow that to happen. Uh, did it, we usually do that. <laughs> we mm. usually flick a switch and it all sort of goes for us. And I don't think Centrals allowed us to do that. And again, I'll give credit to them. Their defense and contest was a lot better than ours, which, again, is really disappointing because that's how one would. Uh, so I think we kicked a goal in the first minute of the third quarter. And it felt like, all right, here we go. And then, and then Centrals kicked one straight away after that. And... It was a bit defeated and deflated from there. So, unfortunately, we didn't feel like we had momentum at any stage and we couldn't really grapple them, grapple it off um, Central's either. Now, obviously, the deck was pretty cut up from the South game. How did it recover? Was it was it not too bad? I, I know it was still pretty heavy in the middle. Yeah, the middle was average um, where the cricket pitch is and the outer wing, which coincidentally I spent most of the day out there, was pretty poor as well. Yeah. So, it's definitely better than what it was two weeks ago and... Um, we were on Woodville last night for our, our training session and, and it's getting there slowly. I think it's improved a lot more than what we all thought it would after two weeks post that South game. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's have a look at some of the other scores uh, before we <laughs> go to a break. Disappointing loss for the, for the ones, <laughs> but uh, still in the five and a game clear in the five and a, a big game against Westies this week. And we'll talk about that later as well. In the reserves, uh, they got the job done against Centrals. 10-15-75 to 7-7-49. 26-point win. Kai Pudney, 34 disposals. Uh, Nutsy Allman, 30 disposals. And Connor McLeod, 22, two goals and 13 tackles. He continues to to rack up some really good numbers and playing some good footy in the twos, Connor. Yeah, he does. And now he's playing that midfield role, which is different to what he had been doing in the past. So it's really, really good to see him flourishing in that role. Yeah. In the uh, under-18s, they got the job done as well. Uh, Eagles 12-7-79 defeated Central's 3-8-26, a 53-point win to the boys. Hunter Carter kicked three goals. Declan O'Hare, three goals. Jed Thompson, 27 disposals. Uh, 18s, 18s are starting to get a few wins together now. Yeah, after a tough start, um, mm. they're starting to shrink some wins, to get wins together. And really importantly, with some key players out as well through state. So it's good to see them um, chalking up some wins. Under-16s also had a win. So I don't want to put it don't on you, Ben. It. Don't say you, it. <laughs> we could have had four. 16s uh, uh, won eight, eight goals, 16-64, defeated Central's 3-9-27. 37-point win. Uh, Rome, is that Rome or Romy? 
Now, let's, I'm not go, sure. let's go Rome. I think it's Rome. Yep. So it's Rome Burgoyne had 27 disposals, three goals, five clearances. That's not a bad day out. I feel like if you have the surname Burgoyne, you're automatically a good player, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Or um, can do anything. That's exactly right. And we've been blessed with a lot of them in our junior program. So yes. uh, it's good to see another one coming through the ranks. Yeah, I saw Jace play on uh, Sunday and he played a good game for Port too. So it's good to see him going well. Um, all right, let's have a quick chat before we go to a break about your milestone. 100 games. How does how does it feel? Do you feel do you feel old, or do you or do you just feel feel like yeah, uh, you, know, you still got another hundred to go? I'd love to have another hundred to go. Absolutely. Um, I think I've. Geez, do I feel old? Yes and no. <laughs> That's I, probably a poor question. I, I, come, I come around at the club, and there's 18, 21 year old kids floating around. They keep you young, but it's a pretty special achievement and something. Um, that I really feel uh, that I've worked hard for, and and it's a, a really special milestone. Yeah, it certainly is. Is there a game? And we'll ask Joey Xon all the same question. Is there a game apart from the premierships? Oh, geez, is, is, that is, was the easy answer. No, wasn't no, it? yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, is there a game or a, or a time that you remember more fondly than obviously the premierships are great? But yep. is there a game or, or a moment in that hundred games that sticks in your head? Um, I, I was lucky enough to play through that era where, you know, Sika, Maka, Powley were in, and that was in my first couple of years. I was I only played five games in 2011, and my fifth one was a premiership, and then I only played another four or five the following year before I got drafted. So in that first year, I don't know why, but I remember them so vividly. Like my, my debut was at home against West Adelaide, and I ran out there, and Adam Hartlett decked me as soon as I ran to a wing, and then Craig Parry goes over and decks him, and that's a initiation into league football there and then. And, and the following week, I kicked my first goal against Port Adelaide at Alberton. And I remember Matt Lockham was playing that game who ended up coaching me at Port Adelaide as well. So those two games in particular were pretty special memories. And then you, you can't not mention the premierships. Yeah. Is there one premiership that's oh, better geez. than the other? <laughs> that, that, uh, that's more memorable, I guess. Yeah. Not, they're, they're definitely not better, but one that's more memorable to you? I think I've said this in the past, the 2011 one, um, I was 17. I was very naive and didn't understand what Sample football was. Um, I, I wanted to get drafted. That was my main goal then. Uh, I think the 2021, um, albeit through that COVID year, um, I had a lot more appreciation for the Sample at that time. Uh, and then... And then going back to back was pretty special as well. Um, those two are probably in the same vein to me and probably mean a little bit more than that 2011 one only because I was a lot younger and didn't fully appreciate uh, what yep. sample football was all about. All right, fantastic. Look, we'll, we'll take a break. And uh, after the break, we've got your partner in crime, Joe Sinor, also playing 100 games. And you can be part of the show as well. We have a $50 voucher for seven twenty two Bar and Bistro for the best caller or text. Call one 736 736 or text in on 0427-154-166, or just download the SEN app because you can text and phone straight from the app. All right, we'll have a break and come back. This is Eagles Radio on your Tuesday night. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life, and My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Eagles Radio on a Tuesday night, Paul Bonza and club legend, 100 gamer Jimmy Tompas with me as well. And we're all here thanks to Incredible Smiles. Are you missing teeth or dentures? See Incredible Smiles today. Now, thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical, proud partners of the Woodville West Torrens Footy Club, we've got your co-milestone man on the line, Joe Sinor, 100 games as well. Welcome to Eagles Radio. G'day, Bonds. G'day, Tom. Thanks for having me. 
Now, get before we get into you and talk a lot about you and Jimmy together, uh, what are your thoughts on Saturday's game and, and where it didn't go quite right? Yeah, I was hoping you didn't ask that question. <laughs> Sorry, mate. But, no, uh, straight off. Get the band <laughs> one out of the way. Rip the nah, Band-Aid that's off. It, that's it. Nah, yeah, it was obviously, yeah, really disappointing. Um, yeah, Central's, Central, uh, full credit to Central, they just come out and um, were too good for us on the day. We we come off the bye and I think we were just in holiday mode a little bit, to be honest. We... We didn't come to play, and I think if you, um, it just shows the, the competition. If you don't show up mentally and physically to to play a good brand of footy, um, doesn't matter who you play, you you'll get beaten. So um, yeah, Centrals were too good. They outworked us, and um, we were poor in, in most areas of the ground. Um, so yeah, we'll look at that and hopefully fix that. We will fix that this week, I guess. Yeah, mate, a hundred games and. I mean, we're sharing the milestone together, so it is pretty special, mate. But I know what the club means to you. Um, how much does it mean to you right now to, to play 100 games and represent the footy club from a league point of view? Yeah, Jim, it's massive. I'm absolutely honoured to share it with you as it is. But, um, yeah, it's not something to... I think, it, yeah, it took me a long time to um, probably establish myself as a league footballer at the club as it is. So, I'm um, yeah incredibly grateful for um to be able to play 100 games at, at the footy club i mean i think the, it took me six years to get 50 games and then it's taken me about two and a half to get the other 50 so um yeah it means a lot uh, i mean i was always a an eagles um fan growing up so I, I watched a lot of great players come before me so i always sort of just um yeah want to just hang in there and and make a career and try and get the best out of myself and um yeah, to play 100 games is, is yeah is awesome and something I look back on when uh, when the career's over. I think. Mate, you, you touched on those first 50 games and taking you a while to get there, and even before that, even sort of debuting. I remember when I was at Port, um, I was playing league football and, and we we're playing Woodville at Alberton, and I was watching the, the reserves play, and you were out there on a wing and. With all respect, mate, you weren't playing great footy at that point in time. Um, but then the next year you go on, you go on and you win the club best and fairest. And I mean, it's a pretty remarkable turnaround and, and we try and preach your story to a lot of our younger players. Where did that turnaround come from at that point in time? Yeah, it's a good question. I was I was at a crossroads for sure at uh, the end of 2016. Um, and it's actually... A little story behind it, but I, I was actually, um, I was probably going to pull the pin at the end of 2016. I met with a country club, um, and I just thought, I think I'd played about 60 odd reserves games, and I was sort of just, uh, yeah, just at a crossroads. And then I, um, so I met with a country club, and um, we, we agreed to terms, and it was all going to go ahead. And I was boarding a plane on a footy trip the next day, as it was. And when I got off the off the plane, I had a missed call from the guy I'd met the day before and he said oh sorry mate the um the offers off the table I got sacked as coach so <laughs> um so that was sort of a bit of a yeah I thought oh well well I'm, I'm gonna go around again at the eggs and see what comes of it so yeah I, I did a pre-season 2017 with Dodgy uh was coaching us then and got towards the end of the pre-season and um he sort of gave he gave me a call and he said oh I don't really have a spot for you again mate um so I was pretty gutted, but he said, oh, I might try half back. Um, where we could do with a bit of a half back, and there's a sort of a spot there. So, yeah, that was basically where it all started for me, my league career anyway. I, I played, a tri- I think, half a trial back there and then played there round one and 
and played the rest of the year. So I was pretty lucky in terms of, um, yeah, getting the opportunity to play halfback and, and then yeah, express my game from there, I guess. Great story. How how determined were you to sort of prove Godsy wrong that, uh, hang on a second, I, I deserve to be in this lineup? Or, or were you a bit, yeah. or were you a bit unsure at the time? You still no, quite young. I think I, yeah, I was still quite, yeah, I think I was about twenty three by the time I fully cracked in. Um, but I played on, you know, quite a lot of positions. I played a bit of wing, um, uh, half forward, and then a little bit of on ball. So I was, I was a bit unsure myself of actually where I could play my best footy. And I think when you sort of get thrown around a bit as a youngster, you forget what you're bread and butter is as a footballer, I guess. So coming up through the grades is always a midfielder. and um, Yeah, I, I was just, just wanted to get a spot wherever it was and it turned out to be half-back. So, um, yeah, I just sort of needed to make that my own and, and show that I was capable of playing league footy. And um, fortunately, I was able to do that. I really hope a lot of young players listen to that because that, that is such a good story. So credit to you, mate. Um, 100 games... You're at 99 at the moment. Out of those 99, <laughs> and uh, other than the two grand finals, because Bonds asked me the same question and they're, they're easy to defer yeah. to, do you have any yeah. really special memories within those 99 games that you've played so far? I think there's one game that stands out to me just off the top of the head um, as soon as you ask that. Is, I think it was, a, it was a bit of a game, which was a um, line in the sand for the club, I reckon. It was 2020 in the, our prelim final against South Adelaide. Um, We'd come off a tough loss against North, North Adelaide the week before in the semi, um, and we were yeah it was it was back against all sort of stuff. We we lost a lot of finals and have been known as uh, bridesmaids and all the rest of it. And, and you hear the noise, but um, yeah, that was a massive game for the club um, to sort of shape, I suppose, the new era of of Sheeds and what he was bringing to the club. And I just remember some of the. Um, the pre-game talks we had from Sheeds during the week and, and from Sicker, um, who was our runner that, that year. And, it was, um, yeah, it was incredible, uh, the amount of passion that was coming out from all the, all the yeah, Sicker and, and Sheeds. And we got up for that game and we didn't start too well either, but um, I think we ended up winning by about six or seven goals and it gave us some real momentum um, going into into the grand final, which obviously... Um, played out how it did, but that was the game I think that sort of turned a lot of um, a lot of even supporters, n- not just players. It sort of gave everyone at the footy club a lot of confidence that um, you know we are a great club and and we can win finals. So that's the one to me. Tom. That's a I remember that game so vividly as well. Rowie kicked the first two or three goals in that third yeah, quarter and almost got us five, over the yeah. line. And I remember just looking from a five, and before I came back to the Eagles from Port Adelaide and there was all, obviously always that always that noise around Eagles mm. and not winning finals and I reckon you're right we won that game and I think we went into that granny with so much confidence and even though we got off to a slow start in the granny and, and footy dragged us over the line in that second quarter we went in yeah. almost knowing that we're probably going to win that game I'd like to get your thoughts on that yeah agreed yeah as I said it just it just gave us a um just so much confidence and yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think it was just because of the loss the week before, how bad that was, and we, and we were pretty poor as uh, we played poorly as well. And um, I think it's full credit to Sheeds. I, I just remember him. He gave us a motto that week. I think it was around John Farnham and his song "Playing to Win." I think that I could be wrong, but I it was, the, the motto was, 
yeah, the motto was playing to win, and he just drummed that into us basically from from that loss onwards. And um, yeah, it was it sort of got us going, I think. So obviously, we need to get playing to win over the PA at, uh, <laughs> at Montague. <laughs> yeah, it would work. Just uh, let that fly out every now and again. That's that's a great story. I, I, during that story, I'm thinking back as well because I was calling the game. Um, that second quarter of the 2020 Grand Final was some of the best football I think the Eagles have played, maybe in their history. Both you guys, I'd like to know what your memories are of that second quarter because it, it was like we had their own, you know, the Eagles had their own footy and they, they weren't going to let anyone touch it. You go first, Joey. All right, I'll go. Yeah, I, the, what I remember the second quarter is Jared Redden um, starting in the centre square. So he started in the centre square for oh, every game that year, but um, she'd started Jack Hayes in uh, the centre square the first quarter. And I think that sort of ate away at Redo a fair bit. So when he got his crack at the start of the second quarter, I was playing on ball. And I was luckily just getting it off his hand, which was, which was going at all angles. So he was just telling us where to run, what to do. And he just said, just get there and I'll put it there. And he really got us going. And obviously footy had a ridiculous quarter. But I think off the back of what Redo was able to do, uh, probably gone underrated a lot. So, um, But yeah, it was. I just jumped on for the ride, really. It was a couple of individual efforts um, that, yeah, got us going. I remember we watched that second quarter pretty much in, his, in, in its entirety at a camp after the granny in the preseason, and we watched how all the goal, goals occurred. And I mean, if you asked every supporter, it was all this sexy play of how Jordan Foote got ahead and all these skills were great, but it was all based on contest and, and around the ball and blokes like Joey, blokes like Redo, blokes like Angus Poole, just getting the job done in the contest and working really hard. And, and not many people see that side of things. So for me, that's the biggest recollection from that second quarter in particular is how hard we were and how determined we were to get the ball or get the, the, the game back on our side. And to be a, yeah. yeah, it's great, great to hear about it. It gives you goosebumps just listening to it. The, to hear uh, from professional athletes, which you blokes both are, but Joey, you in particular, with your own game, you, you, you're still playing some fantastic footy. Is there something that you're still working on right now? Is there something that you want to improve in your game at the moment that uh, that you're working on? Yeah, you always look at all pro. That's, uh, that, yeah, that doesn't change. I think uh, for me, yeah, it's probably just... Um, I'm playing a bit of a combination between half-back and on-ball. So um, just having that balance of, of still being able to defend, I've still got to stand on someone and, and try and beat them and then obviously give us a little bit of offensive play going the other way. So just having that balance um, and trying to beat my direct man and then and then work off him. And then as an on-baller, I've, I've been sort of given a licence a little bit by Sheeds to try and hit the scoreboard at times. Um, so yeah, if, if I'm when I'm playing on ball, I, I'm trying to get forward, and, and I don't do it often, so I'm not doing too well. But I try and hit the scoreboard, and that's probably a, an improvement area for me. Yeah, mate, you, you said you'd try and cover someone, and usually when I'm down back and you are as well, I'm often not covering someone. So to give Joey some credit, he defends two people, and one of them's usually my man. Um, I've just seen on the screen here, mate. Crows have popped up in the news, and they had a obviously a, a rough loss on the weekend, and. To a lot of our supporters that don't know, you're obviously a massive Crows nuffy. Um, do you want to talk <laughs> us through the game on the weekend and, and a little bit about your brilliant podcast that is going up the rankings uh, online? 
I'm absolutely pumped you've mentioned this because the boys were all texting me saying, make sure you give us a plug. I said, oh, well, hopefully Jimmy asked me. So, yeah, I don't have to say too much. All I have to say is if you want to have a listen, tune in to the Arc Up podcast. Uh, it's on all your all your ups. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, no, nah, it's just me and my brother and a couple of mates. We just uh, talk a bit of trash and, and have a bit of fun with it. But, no, nah, it's good fun. And thanks for mentioning that talk. <laughs> and what about, what about the game on the weekend? Uh, against Gold Coast? Yep. Yeah, look, it wasn't great, was it? <laughs> um, well, I, it's hard for me to say anything after the way we played, so I sort of think, you know, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's we're rebuilding. It's going to take time, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it move along a little bit quicker, Jim. <laughs> and that's the Arc Up podcast <laughs> with, that's with Joey um, I can't wait to have a listen. Uh, now, uh, yeah. let's let's talk. Uh, Brad Scott was in town last week talking about the possibility of the last possession rule being brought into the AFL, whether it does or not, or whether it was all talk, who knows. But how do you find the last possession rule? Did you like it initially? Are you used to it now? Do you like it now? Yeah, I, I'm sure, John. I reckon it has to come into the AFL. Um, it just takes out all the, yeah, the in-between decisions where, like, you watch AFL now and you just don't really know what you're in for because the ball goes to the boundary line and... Yeah, it's just a Hail Mary, as, to, as if you were to guess which way it was going to go. So I think it's a, one of the great rules that's come into the game. I, I know a lot of people complain about, you know, stop changing the game and all that. And I, I sort of agree with that. But I think this one's a no-brainer and it's worked well on the sandful. And uh, I think Jim would probably agree with me there. Yeah, absolutely agree. I think the sooner the AFL bring it in, the better. And the look to the game would be much better. And like you said, it sort of... Eliminates any confusion with free kicks. Okay, that rule gets a tick. What about the stand rule? Uh, no, nah, I don't. <laughs> I, I think it looks more ridiculous than what it actually is uh, having an impact on the game. Um, in short, that's how I see it. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit old school. But I don't think it's had too much of an impact. And it just gives the umpire one more thing to have to worry about when they're trying to umpire a game of footy which is bloody hard as it is so um, I'm a no for that one Bonds Yeah I'm not sure I agree with you there Joey Nah I, I think uh, I think sometimes it speeds up the game a little bit but you're right I, I don't really love the look of when an umpire pays the 50 for a small step and someone tries to make make that use of that Could it be refined a little bit so if the player moves a metre off their mark then it's a potentially, 25. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. It's something to look at. Um, but I agree. The, 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 the concept of it and the cosmetic look of it, I'm not sure. And I tend to agree with you in that aspect. Joe, um, we've got to take a break, but we'd love you to hang around. We've got a few more questions for you. If you don't mind, uh, hanging on for about four no minutes. That'd be great. All right, Joe Simon's going to stick with us. Uh, we'll be back after the break with more from the two milestone men's 100 games each this weekend. Uh, this is Eagles Radio. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For Normous Homes, build a better life. And My Money House, get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. Paul Bonds and Jimmy Tumpus here. All thanks to Normous Homes, building a better life. And we've got his co-100 gamer, or 99 gamers you both are at the moment. Uh, on the line, Joe Sinor with us. Uh, question for him. Joey, uh, good to have you back again, mate. I'm not sure if many people know where you actually live. Can you tell us what street you live on? Oh, well, I can. I won't give the number away. No, don't give the number away because that'd be a bit weird. (laughs) 
yeah, because they'll be lining up at your door. But um, I'm on Oval Avenue, so yeah, just uh, just a probably I don't know two good drop punts for me, probably four for you, Jim, <laughs> away from the Oval. And obviously, grew up on on a street just off Oval Avenue as well. Yeah, I know the club as we touched on means a lot to you. I want to speak to you about a couple of the the past players, and you mentioned Sicker before. Powley obviously still works at the footy club. What did those type of players mean to you? Yeah, they were um, they were massive when I was... So they were basically coming towards the end of their careers. I was sick it was when I first started the uh, the senior program. Um, and then I was lucky enough to play my first league game when Powley was the captain. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of... When you talk about a culture of a footy club and um, the people who set it up before you, yeah, I think you probably think about Powley and Sicker and um, Gavin Colby and blokes like that who were who were at the club before us who really shaped um, the foundations of the footy club and um, and just the way they played played the game and um, I think carried themselves and and they're still involved in the club today. I absolutely love it and um, yeah, they're just good mentors. I think just to just to be around and, and still talk footy too because they they love watching us. Yeah. Now, I've got a question from the keg, and I think we both know who that is. Oh. Um, just a question for Joey Biz Sinor. Uh, we might get your insight into where Biz came from later on, but who's the best player you've ever played with? Best player I've ever played with? Um, you, can, you, can, you don't have to answer me, mate. That's okay. Nah, nah I'd, I'd, I'd probably have to say um, probably Jack Hayes, I think. It's it's a toss-up. Jimmy Rose up there. Um he was doing some stuff that yeah, none of us could ever do. But and then I think of some like I used to love playing with Paul Stewart when he was come back from Port, um, Jared Petrenko and a few of those uh, blokes who come from AFL um, list. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a number of them, but probably yeah, Rowie or Hazy. Thanks for your text, Keg. It's uh, great work. Get on your Keg. Um, now. I've, there's been a bit of uh, news, funny enough, I don't know if you heard about it, uh, trips to Bali um, this this week or so. Um, what, where's your where's your favourite footy trip been? And have you got any stories from there that you can share oh, with us on a, a family show? Nah, none, none that I can share. We formed this real nice connection with Ellie Beach, uh, the footy club. So, nice. yeah, we've got... We've been up there a couple of times. Um, that's that's probably been the best. We went to Hong Kong one one year, which was different. <laughs> um, we went to Happy Valley races, which was awesome. But um, I'd have to say Ellie Beach up in Queensland is is a cracking spot for anyone who's thinking about going there. Bonds loves, loves asking about football trips. I'm not too sure why. I think he's jealous and wants to go on one, mate. So let's just disregard yeah, well, that Bons question. Can it can be our it can be our chaperone. We need one of those. I think Muso. <laughs> <laughs> Bring my guitar. You'd be good value, I reckon. Um, Chalk, you've just recently, or not just recently, but you know, you're, you're quite fresh into your fatherhood. How's Macy going? How's Geo going? How's the family? Yeah, going well, mate. They, uh, I'm looking at Macy now through the window. She's watching the Wiggles, so that's basically. Uh, yeah, no, she's awesome. She's keeping us busy. Uh, she's one and a half now, so yeah, it's, it's going quick, but. Um, yeah, Georgia's uh, hanging in there. She's doing a great job. She's doing uni and part-time work, and, and then obviously I'm full-time work and, and full-time footy, basically. So she's uh, she's doing the bulk of the heavy lifting at home, which I'm very grateful for. And um, But, no, nah, we're, we're 
We're doing okay, Jim. Thanks for asking. Pleasure, mate. <laughs> you wear the number 35. <laughs> is there any background story to the number 35? Uh, no, there is, there is one story where I tried to claim the number seven, Guernsey, um, after Powley had finished up, and I called Trent Henschel. I think I had a few at the cricket, and um, I gave Hench a call, and I said, oh, hey, Hench, can I have the number seven Guernsey off Powley? And he goes, oh, I'll spew. And I, I just gave it to Nick Hayes about two minutes before I called him. So oh, I stuck to the 35, and, yeah, after that call, I said, ah, oh, well, I'm happy with 35, and, yeah, there's no other reason behind it. It's just uh, vacant, vacant when I got to the club, I think. Mate, we've got another question on our text line. Just wondering if Joey's all good for this weekend. Notice he ended the game on the bench on the weekend. I mean, we know obviously what happened there, but it's a really interesting story. Do you want to give us some insight onto what happened in the last 20 minutes of the footy game? Yeah, it's something that's never happened to me throughout my footy. But um, yeah, I, I came off um, come off for my first rotation at the start of the last quarter and I uh, uh, yeah, supposedly didn't exit the game through the interchange gates correctly. Oh, really? Um, which I wasn't too sure about at the time as the couldn't really see too much. And, you know, when you're gassed, you just run off with your head down. So, um, yeah, I was informed by the sample steward that I um, wasn't allowed to come back onto the field, um, which obviously didn't take too well. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, uh, I sat on the bench for the last 20 minutes of the game and um, have since been found out that that's not a rule at all. It should have been a free kick and a... 50-metre penalty, so it's pretty disappointing, but... Um, now, well, now hang, on a se- hang on a second. So the steward told you you weren't allowed back on the ground, and that's actually not the rule? Correct, yeah. yeah. And just to confirm, the steward did not see it. It was uh, seen by a Central's uh, official who pretty yeah. much dobbed on Joey. So you got dobbed on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you got... Told to sit in the naughty corner, and you couldn't come. Oh, this is there's That's more. It, yeah, there's more it, about it, this. It, it felt like I was back back at school again, and I did something, and I had to go um, have ten minutes out of my recess to have a think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. So yeah, I wasn't too pleased, and I I was more even uh, angry when I found out what the actual ruling was. So wow, that's but that's unbelievable. It didn't. Uh, yeah. That's all right. I think that I think Hopefully that Stewart needs a week off. Fine. He needs at least. Uh, <laughs> I think he might be getting one. Um, all right, let's yeah. let's. What about um, uh, you mentioned some of the Eagles players? But do you have a footy idol, someone who you've always tried to replicate in the way you play? Um, well, obviously, being a crow's nuffy, as Taunt said, there's a lot of uh, players. I've well, that's what I'm searching for. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, nah, to be honest, there's, not, there's no one I've really um, sort of modelled my game around. It's just, uh, I think, to be honest, it, um, someone I'd probably have tried to be like is probably a, a sicker at the footy club. And just just to uh, see the way he played and, and the way he went about it is, is someone I'd um, try to aspire to be, I guess, but not from the AFL. No one really springs out to mind. Do you have any, uh, we've spoken about a lot of you know past players, have you got any of the younger boys that you've really liked the look of and can see turning into a 100, 200 game Woodville West Torrance player? Yeah, for sure. I think there's, there's quite a few at the moment. We, you probably noticed, obviously, Jim, you would have, but um, this, this year we've, we've had a lot of debutants already um, and a lot of that played the last few years um, and 
a lot of them have gone off to, to AFL clubs, which is a credit to them. But I think um, in the current list now, you've probably got like a Luke Beacon, um, who's, I don't know, what is he, 21, um, who could play at this club for another 10 years if he doesn't doesn't get drafted. So um, he's one that springs to mind. Um, and then you throw in, um, I suppose, some of the guys that have played footy, already played league footy this year in um, Will Pearce and Geordie Lukak and Zach Phillips. They're, uh, they're young and they're going to take a little bit of time, but I think there's, a, there's enough there to, to be excited about. For me, I think of Maxie Lister, and the only reason I think of him is because of course. He, he really reminds me of yourself, Joey, being so um, cool. combative and so contested and just puts his head where you probably shouldn't a lot of times. So he's one for me, and I know a lot of uh, Eagle supporters and, and one pass player in particular, Justin Ciccolella, absolutely loves the way he goes about it. So Maxie Lister is one that I, I really hope is going to stick around the football club for a long time. All right, last question, mate, yeah. before we let you go. I really appreciate your time, and uh, it's great that you and Jimmy are playing your 100th game uh, on, on the same game. But during the break, um, Tump said that uh, probably this week will be all about you because you are you are through and through an Eagles man, and you will take most of the limelight uh, this week. Uh, <laughs> how, how does that really? sit with you? Nah, nah, it doesn't sit well at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This will be all about the tour. <laughs> yeah, I didn't believe him either. <laughs> nah, nah. Well, Tom's been a yeah. He's as yeah. He's done it all at the club. I mean, um, you know, it was awesome playing with Jimmy when we were kids, and we've we've been great mates since we were really young. And um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool to to be able to share a hundred games together on the same day. And um, yeah, I I just. Uh, I'll just get in behind the Tump show this weekend. He'll have <laughs> 3,000 family members there, and um, yeah, it'll be a good time. So hopefully get the win and enjoy it after. Fantastic, mate. It's been a great chat, and we uh, appreciate you being on for such a long time. And uh, we'll let you go back to your family now, and uh, best of luck on the weekend against West Adelaide. Uh, pleasure, lads. We'll talk soon. Cheers. Thanks, Joey. Joe Sinor, what a great chat. He's a riffer. A great Absolute man. riffer. And that's why the fans love him and everyone around the club loves it, loves him and 100 games for both you and him. That's a great effort. And it's all thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical for all your electrical needs. Great supporters of the Woodville West Orange Footy Club for more than 10 years. This is Eagles Radio for incredible smiles. Get a more permanent fix for missing teeth and dentures. Just check out incrediblesmiles.com.au. After the break... We'll have a look at the injury report, thanks to Good Life Health Clubs, and wrap up Eagles Radio for another week. We'll uh, stick around. We won't be long. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life. And My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Last quarter of Eagles Radio, Paul Bonzer, Jimmy Tumpus with you from Studio Lumo right here, number one King William Street in the city. And we are here all thanks to Kirkbrake Seafood. From the ocean to them to you. Now, Tomp, it's time for the injury update. Thanks to Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs. Health Clubs, I should say. Start feeling good. Now, we've the, the list is getting smaller and smaller each week, which is great. But Connor Balland and rolled an ankle on the weekend. Yeah, we're getting almost to zero. And then we've I think, um, sharked a few over the weekend. So... Connor hurt his ankle and had previous history with his ankle as well. So I don't think it's as bad as what we first anticipated, which is a good sign. So I reckon he might miss one to two. And Clay Cameron did a quad. 
Yeah, quads are never a nice one. Um, it's probably the one soft tissue injury you don't want to get. So Clay's had a, a really rough trot start of the year with injuries and, and this sort of adds to the pile. So I reckon this might be a longer term prospect, unfortunately, That's... but we'll probably gather more information as the weeks go on. Mitch Mead, he's on here as well for his jaw. Um, he Maybe a test for him? Yeah, I'm not too sure whether it was concussion related or not, but yep. yeah, he might be doubtful for this weekend. All right. Now, Dane McFarlane, I did see Dane sprinting up and down the boundary last night. And he's quick. Yes. Uh, he looks almost set to go. Yeah, I think he's probably either this week or next week. He'll be very, very close. And I think we probably need a bit of spark back into the team. And Big Seb. Seb Gilhouse. Big Tron, I reckon he'll play this week, whether it's in the league side or reserves. I'm not too sure just yet. But uh, Big Seb's looking very good. Be uh, good to have him back. That's the injury update. All thanks to Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs. Good for tightening the belt. Good for life. Start your free five-day trial today. Visit goodlife.com.au. I think we've got a text here. Well, we do. Bonds. Not sure if Jimmy realises himself, but he played in three flags in barely 50 games for the Eagles. Obviously, the 40-something were with Port while AFL listed. That is correct. I didn't... Yeah, it, it's funny when you sort of get to this point and you sort of reflect a little bit um, when flags happen or milestones happen. And, and yeah, the first couple... If you eliminate the Port um, flags, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty cool. And like we touched on before, I think... Playing in three flags and playing in 100 games, it, it is a really special achievement. Um, and to share it with both Port and Eagles is, is just as special as well. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, fantastic. And thanks for your text. And uh, great that people have been part of the show tonight. Um, just a, a couple of minutes to go. Now, coming up on Sunday, the 3rd of July, the club is launching their reconciliation plan, which is fantastic. And the club need to be pat on the back, patted on the back for this because they are the first club. They're doing it even before the sample are doing theirs. So um, you can uh, get to the launch. It's on Sunday the 3rd of July from 2 to 12. There's a lunch there. You can, you can book your seat, book a table, and you can just call the club on 83472444. And uh, that's the same day as the Nord game. We play Nord on the Sunday. Just on that, that is a, a really amazing initiative from the footy club and um, led by you know our, our two magnificent leaders in Luke Powell and Christine Williams, uh, it, it is really special. So I do urge anyone who can make that launch um, to make it because, yeah, it's a really special achievement and it's a credit to the footy club. Yeah, and also uh, there was a big crowd for lunch at the Hospital Research Foundation, longest lunch uh, just gone on the weekend as well. So... And they raised about four grand or maybe a little bit more. But so congratulations to the club and all the people that went along to that as well. Our next game against West Adelaide this Saturday at two o'clock. Jimmy, we're just going to get the win, aren't we? Yeah, we need to. Absolutely, we need to. It's a really crucial game to stay one ahead in, in the top five. So they'll come out to play. They play reasonably well over the weekend as well. So, um, yeah, we need to be good to go. All right. Um, we're almost done, mate. We've got uh, maybe maybe about another... Maybe about another minute. Have I you got anything you continue, want to share I with us? I can continue talking about myself if you well, want. Well, go ahead. Go tell us a bit more about what, <laughs> why you are uh, going to take all the limelight off Joe. I don't, the I'm a bit flat you asked him that. I'm really yeah, not, sorry, not mate. sure. You, you told okay. me that we, confidence. We, we did speak about that in the break <laughs> off air, and I was hoping that no one would hear about that. But in saying that, he does deserve all the limelight, Joey, and I'll try and sneak some off him. But being a club legend that he is, two-time club champion as well, he deserves it. Do we know if Sheeds is back on the weekend? Or I hope so. I think crook. he's officially out of isolation either today or tomorrow, so right. hopefully we get him back for the weekend. Right, and training back at Mortine Kia Oval Let's this week? So. Let's hope so. I want to get back on Woody, Woody Oval. I don't <laughs> really want to be back at it on the way this week. All right. Uh, thanks again uh, to Joe Sinor playing his 100th game this weekend. 
with the man that is our co-host, Jimmy Tumpus. <laughs> we, I wish you both the best. Have fantastic games. Get plenty of footy and get the win against uh, the Bloods on the weekend. We'll do our best. Thank you, Bonds. All right. Thanks again. We'll see you next Tuesday night here for Eagles Radio.